0: Greetings guys, welcome now to our new episode of Redemption of Naraton, I'm your host Mr. Yaz Matthew, and joining me uh, once again, for I'm pretty sure i becoming my unofficial co-host, uh, Joe, how are you doing Joe?
1: <laughs> I'm doing alright Yaz, how's about you?
0: <laughs> I'm doing well man, I think Kai might not be changing you right now, because he's the only one that I think is accepting to do all those b- bad movies if anyone else doesn't. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've uh, chosen to step away from a few now. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And what's really funny is that like I think I I told you guys he would buy if there's not available digitally, he would buy the physical media just to see them. <laughs> he did it with Judge Dredd, he bought the DVD for it and Massive the Universe, that one with dove long, then he bought the Blu-ray.
1: <laughs> that is a purchase that he made. Yes.
0: Yeah. And join me now for the first time as uh, Graham. Uh, how are you doing, Graham?
1: I'm
2: doing very well, yes. How about yourself, my friend?
0: Yeah, I'm doing well. You know, actually, I sometimes I mistake was, is it Graham or Garth? It was somebody, but I remember it's Graham.
2: <laughs> Just like the cracker.
0: Yeah. You guys I say this is actually the first time I'm speaking to you because most time we speak on you know, Twitter. And the first time I heard your voice was uh, your review, guys, for *Pray*, which you guys did an amazing job with Phil and Lady Macbeth. And like you, like I gotta say, you do have a beautiful voice.
2: <laughs> thank you, thank you. I've yeah. spent forty years cultivating it for what it is.
0: Yeah. And you do have an amazing, room, mostly because for your poster. Because if you guys are not listening, I'm seeing now the is that the Halloween one poster behind it. Yes. Yes, and below it's the thing, right? Correct. Yeah. And these are all yeah, from we the definitely Vice. have a
1: Carpenter fan here. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I do have some carpet, John Carpenter films on the list. Oh, his later
2: library is full of wonderful rotten films.
0: Yeah. I I, I didn't even know that one of his last movies he did was he did a film with, what's her name, Uh, Johnny Depp's ex, Amber Heard. He did a film with her. She's in, I think, in a mental institute something like this. Yeah,
1: that's his very last film.
0: Yeah, he directed. He could have just left him with... Now he just kind
1: of plays video games.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) A lot of destiny.
0: Yeah. The Destiny, he plays a lot because I know like he one time, I think, talked about Horizon he talked positively about it and he even said one day if I had a, my dream party he wants to do Dead Space into a movie he had the chance
2: I'd love to see him in a director chair again see if yeah. he could bring back some old skills
0: I mean, yeah, at least he had a great not even if you look at this recent last not the like, at least he had a great in, an impact with us Halloween, The Thing what that's a lot of people talking what does he do, you do? Oh, it's a kid from New York because I'm trying to remember his movies They Live I still haven't seen The Fog do you, is this something recommended because I know a lot of people don't talk about it a lot like his other films yeah, it's fun yeah
1: it's, definitely it's fun. fun it's not as yeah. good as some of his others but it's still fun uh, Big Trouble in Little China oh um,
0: this one I keep forgetting yeah. that's I think his most mainstream yeah. film right this and the, the, Invi- the Invisible Man film he did with Chevy Chase
2: Memoirs of the Invisible Man yeah. I love
0: that movie the special effects yeah. actually is good actually with this invisibility.
2: And it has Sam Neill who yes. was coincidentally in this film.
0: Sam Neill has done yes. lots of genre films I think mostly in the 90s of the 80s. I mean, I, mean we, we, I can't wait to revisit him in The Omen 3. <laughs> I
1: was just going to say, yeah, he was in an Omen sequel.
0: Yeah, it's on the list I have it because I don't know if Grant, but I think I told Joe but I don't think I told everyone else uh, next month because this month I'm doing like a, a a Halloween event like I'm gonna review like a uh, movies like from the best slasher films I have a uh, taxi taxi Sensor, Halloween uh nightburn elm stream and what was it? oh Friday 13 like I have a list of like the lowest reviewed films now the reboot and the remix uh, I'm not put them on this is for another day so then I'm gonna have people vote which one do you want us to 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 review and then next year I'm going to review the The sequel to the Exorcist film because we're getting the anniversary of the first movie, if not mistaken. I think it's 40 years anniversary next year, and there's also we're getting a new sequel for the Exorcist.
1: Oh, it'll be 50, my friend. Oh,
0: 50. Was it 70 or when did it come out?
1: Oh, yeah. It was 73, 73, early 70s, yeah.
0: Yeah. The first, this is the first horror film to be nominated for Best Picture, right?
1: Oh, but the only winner being The Silence of the Lambs. Oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah that like it can count as a horror film. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's Rob... absolutely a horror film. Maybe that's why they give it a perspective. They saw Anthony Hopkins, man. maybe he thought you were gonna kill him for real life. They didn't give it a perspective. It's like, we'll give it to him. <laughs> Who do you think is a more scarier cannibal? Hannibal Lecter or Army Hammer?
1: Probably Hammer because it's... <laughs> because he's That's
0: really a That's, yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see that Discovery plus a docu-series. Docu- <laughs> I was like, man, but from, people are suspecting, man, maybe they, you'll find out that this family committed murder. Maybe this sounds like more juicier version of House of Gucci without Jared Leto.
2: <laughs> I haven't watched that uh, trailer yet. Have you guys actually watched it for House of Hammer?
0: Oh yes, I've seen it. Yeah.
2: When I heard the title, I thought it was going to be about
1: uh, a. A lot of Hammers. people thought
0: it was about Hammer. films. oh! oh I thought you were going. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought
1: you were going to say the old Hammer films, but uh, that was
0: everyone's reaction when they saw the word "House of Hammer." Didn't they saw Army Hammer's pictures like, oh, it's about him? <laughs> Basically, they got I think two women who were actually they were who brought in the accusation against Army Hammer, and I think his aunt is just coming in to talk to expose all the family secrets. Man, you know how we, we always talk about man because they dramatize like it's very high production that trail people like at the same time they want to see because they love to hear dirt about the rich people.
2: <laughs> of course. Man. That, that Arm & Hammer legacy.
0: There I feel what? bad because
2: I brush my teeth with it.
0: Are there what? The baking soda or is this something else also they do?
2: I think it's like that yeah the baking soda company is yeah. their basic claim to fame.
0: And now apparently Arm & Hammer he's, he's selling Timeshares now in the, in the Cayman Islands Because, because his family did After all uh, these stories that came out of it And his wife divorced him And he's, I think, living in Cayman Island And apparently Robert Downey Jr. is helping him with the rehab Because he also, if you don't know He also went to some behind-the-scenes stuff with his lot of problems
2: I'm always here for a redemption If somebody's done I mean, Wrong been, things.
0: Well, I mean, don't we have because he has like one of I think it's sexual assault, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I retract yeah, my comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I was about to say, I'm not sure how you come back from cannibalism, but, uh, you know.
2: I, I always want to know if there's validity to it or if it's just a, I mean,
1: like right. I mean, a blown with this up story that he does up, like a just weird imagine thing. the reception. Sure. Well, I mean, it's like the kind of funny best friends. You know, apparently we ate, we eat ass, but, yeah. you know.
0: I mean, who does that? We, we
1: don't go that extra step further.
0: I believe it's called Kalinga something like this.
1: <laughs> no, it's the other one.
0: Uh, whatever. I mean, it's the scene from uh, Game Over, man. You guys seen it, you know that scene I'm talking about. <laughs> I have not seen the film, but I remember that scene. I think... Game Over, man. It's the one with so the I hear guys. game say, over,
2: man. I just think of Hudson and Aliens. Um,
0: th- it's actually yeah. that guy from yeah. Workahol. They did a film for Rest N- Netflix. Fest. It's supposed to be a diehard ripoff. He actually grabs that guy and he pull down the f- um, an overweight man's pants. He tells him, eat his ass. He's like, fine, I'll do it. He doesn't. Everyone starts cheering him. Even the guy's like, don't stop. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us back to the whole premise of a ship with a black hole centered.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Don't worry. If you guys thought this was was a garbage truck on fire, watch last week's episode. That was a real garbage truck on fire. (laughs) Kai's internet stopped when he started talking about Star Trek. (laughs) He was like, stop talking about Star Trek. Yeah. So I think you know we should start talking, we should stop talking about, about the random stuff, talking about army hammer and black holes and, and eating ass. I mean that's a damn discussion for another topic. And you know, by the way, this is I guess you might let's see if this is uh, an, an mature rated podcast. We say you know lots of stuff. <laughs> 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 I am just laughing at Joe's <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least Joe and is into you know he I, I don't it. know
1: anybody who would have thought that this was for kids, but, okay.
0: I mean, heck, I mean, I, I always talk about it, like, at least Andy Zinter, he would have done it worse.
2: <laughs> I almost turned it off at cannibalism, but when they went on to eating ass, I was just out. <laughs> uh, My kids can't watch this.
0: Yeah. Man, I can't wait for YouTube, because them I mean, it's like, hey, you said this is not for kids, and this is for kids. I was like, did you hear the part we talked about eating ass? Because sometimes you do stuff like videos like are rated for for mature. They, they get timestamps. Okay, like, hey, this is supposed to be for kids. Did you, you tell them? <laughs> all right now like, I...
2: You can circle this back to certain Hellscape schemes from this uh, from this movie. They may have been edited out too, so it all can be pertinent. I mean. Yep. Absolutely.
0: All right. <laughs> you know, we should stop talking about asses and we start talking about What's it? Black holes now. Because that's actually today's actually a movie is Event Horizon. but a lot of people might not know, it's celebrating its twenty fifth anniversary, if I'm not mistaken, this year. It, it was I think a few weeks ago to celebrate this event because I've seen interviews with the director. He was talking about the making of the film, and it's very interesting about this film is that it's, the behind the scenes stuff like it's mixed ones. Like man, this we could have gotten a different film than we have seen today.
2: definitely appeared as though it was a very problematic set. A lot of accidents happened. A lot of people accidentally getting set on fire. Injuries to actors. It sounded like it was quite a tumultuous shoot. I
0: mean, knowing the set, you've seen how how pointy everything is on set. I'm surprised nobody got got injured.
1: It it did look like a very, very dangerous set, yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Especially at that time, the CG wasn't that big. Now, everybody now uses CG because... In, because now most of you had to rely on practical effects. And that's just
1: the thing. There's so much that's practical in this film that looks great. Yeah. And then there's 1997
0: CG. Yeah. Don't just make me talk okay about the forgive. water bottle that's floating in the air. Yeah. It's funny enough, I don't know if you guys noticed, apparently one of the items that was floating was a fictional book about Paul W. Anderson's autobiography. That's not I a did real life that. book. I was reading like the, the um, an article about it. Yeah, and, uh, So of course I. Said and also,
2: this. a watch that's floating is the same Omega watch that um, Lightyear and Armstrong wore for their first moonwalk, <laughs> I believe.
0: Really? Yeah, that's one did not know. It's funny enough. You mentioned like, um, was it uh, was it Buzz and who did you say? It? The 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 watch. Uh, Neil Armstrong and. Is- in- because Buzz one Aldrin? of the actors was in Ebola 13. Sure. It's actually Peters. She yeah, played, I played Tom movie. Hanks' yes. wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a good film. I think should go and watch that film. Mm-hmm. I, I actually,
2: always, sometimes I love when you go back to these 90s movies because you'll see all these actors and actresses where it was kind of like sometimes the middle of their career, beginning of the career, and then they mm-hmm. all became these giant actors that are still relevant today and still working. Doing giant movies. It's pretty
0: cool. Yeah. I mean, mostly, I mean one, uh, most of them, the big one, most of them, I they're doing TVs. I mean, Lance Fishburne is now still, I think, he's doing the big movies. I don't know if he's still doing the MCU after Ant-Man, but we, now he's doing the John Wick films. Uh, has he done anything else besides mostly after Ant-Man and John Wick and Man of, the DC films? Lance Fishburne?
1: Well, around the time of Man of Steel, he was in Hannibal. Yes, yeah, so he was in and, Hannibal. Um,
0: and he used to be married to Gina Torres, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she played his wife on the show, too. Yeah, yeah he's, he's right. outstanding. Um, still.
0: I mean, he's cool. No awesome
1: career. He. Yeah, yeah. But this cast is just stacked.
0: Yeah. Absolutely Richard, Richard stacked. John, who's actually in Andy's now favorite TV show, The Rookie. Ah. Yeah. And also, I remember him from this scene from, what's it, Soul Plane, where... Monique she does a, ca- a, a f- forces a cavity checks on him. Just because he's a hot dude. <laughs> I think it's better for violet people who will see this scene instead of me describing it.
1: <laughs> you get a Richardson in this too. Yeah. Um uh, well, I'm, sa- I'm um
0: I mistake her for what's her name who sadly passed away and hey, what's her name? And, and heish. And heish. Yeah, because she kind of they look like the, the same. Sometimes I mistake them. And Did you guys notice the
2: uh, the suits, the the patches from the countries they were all representing and how they kind of had some crazy foreshadowing?
1: What was the mm, foreshadowing? I may have missed that.
2: So on the flight suits, they're obviously a, an international crew. And for all the European actors, they have a flag to signify a European Union. Yes. Which is ah. ridiculously cool foreshadowing. Uh, and but, then... But...
0: For because England, and that, Sam
2: is Australian. They replaced the Union Jack with the Aboriginal flag because that was something that he wanted to do. The flight to soon and then Fishburn and the American actors just have the American flag. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty cool how they let them put their own little touches, and it has that weird foreshadowing that the European Union actually happened.
0: Yeah, mine is conquering Mars and um, the moon in twenty fifteen, which is a <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, we know we we have space force, but we already came very late, so. So
1: yeah, like... that's always the fun bit of like uh, <laughs> Predator 2, you know, talking about the far off future yeah. of 1997. Yes. And, uh, you know, movies like Blade Runner talking about November 2019. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, those uh, lovely visions of the A far off came future. came very
0: close because what year What The Running Man came out? The year supposed that to be set? That'd have been in
1: like early to mid 80s when yeah, that film was out. When,
0: when the movie, I think, no, what year it was set? 2007, we checked it. Because I know. It's the same year Trump won the election. <coughs> it was like this is the same year. 2017. It, like, hey, <laughs> it was like wow. <laughs> we could have been a running man. <laughs> hey, I would in a running man than a Trump in the USA. That's saying a lot. Alright. So, like I said, 2015, it opened. Then, was it little. What was it for? Then it was another it, it said um, they conquered Mars, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, commercial mining started yeah. on Mars I think in the it was 2030s. The 30s,
0: yes, and then the 40s, they said they launched Event Horizon to travel to Neptune, and then they say that it disappeared in the 40s. And and then now it's like, yeah, in 2047, they received like the disco from Event Horizon. Because the film, like, you know, it's. It opens uh, with uh, what's it? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam New's character I mean, is having a dream. What looks inside the event horizon. And then he wakes up. He's actually in a space station. And we don't see, but we, we we do find out that he gets later picked up by the Logos and Clark ship, um, which, which is being led by Lance Fishman's character, uh, Captain Miller, which also includes crew like uh, Pierce, played by Kathleen Quinlan, Stark. That's how you must the name, right? Stark? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because her, her last name is spelled S-T-A-R-C-K. just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure. Julie Richards and you got Cooper, who played by Richard T. Jones. Who I'm pretty sure they had... If you this movie got made today, he was who been played by Keegan-Michael Key. That's what it feels like. His performance.
1: Yeah, he provided some much-needed comic relief yeah. in this film.
0: Uh, he's what's his character from Alien? The Bill back, but I always forget his character. Bill Paxton's character in Aliens.
2: Hudson. Oh, Hudson. Yeah, Hudson,
0: yeah because he's basically saying he's the Hudson of the group. Then you also got uh, Jack Noseworthy as as Justin. And uh, Jason Isaac. Who I think he's a regular. He worked a lot with um, Paul Davis. Answer. So he plays DJ. And Sean Pertwee, whom people now know mostly as Alfred and Gotham as Smith, he's the pilot, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so we we see them like you know they, they we don't see, but they're picking up they're traveling out to Neptune, but they don't know exactly what their mission is. They invited like Doctor Weir or Sam Neill's character just like okay can you explain to us what's going on? And he tells them like we're trying to find you know the event horizon he said that we got that was the description call we got from them and he explains to them and something which we know Christopher Lohan's store for interstellar how do they trying to grab black holes what's, what's it called this thing here? Is it is it interstellar dimension what's it called
1: oh like uh well the the description with the, the piece of paper and the pen and all that you know he's basically describing a wormhole yeah um but I love how this particular moment from this film is brought up this year in Thor: Love and Thunder.
0: Really? Because uh, they, they specifically
1: referenced this film.
0: I mean, Samuel is in the film also. Thor: Love and Thunder, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he was. I know he was in Ragnarok too. Because that scene was mm-hmm. Isn't the really Interstellar
2: directly this scene too? I mean, Christopher
0: yeah. Nolan is known for liking some also bad movies because he also liked what's it now way, it's not me saying that this movie is bad We also likes the Fast and Furious movies he always talked about how much he likes the Fast and Furious film so he's not—he's known, known for liking some oh, <laughs> talking about a franchise that's going off the rails oh yeah yeah
1: they, they finally made it to space
0: they finally made it
1: <laughs>
0: okay so what else man we always if now it's for dumb and there is to go to to trust teleport to Jurassic World and make them the heroes in the next Jurassic World film. (laughs) Do you imagine Vin Diesel riding a dinosaur? (laughs)
1: I mean, I don't want to count it
0: out. I mean, it's more believable than John Cena being his brother. That's all I'll say. It's true. (laughs) And And he's got a
2: little taste of it in that ARC game coming out.
0: Oh that's, maybe that's the, oh, that's right. Maybe that's the pre, maybe can, this can be the prequel to Ark. <laughs>
1: oh, God. It all comes full circle.
0: <laughs> it's all Van Diesel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he explains them like the one home travel with, with yeah. the pen and paper. And then just like, okay, now we have to now, you know, go to this gravitation, sleeping, high and, because it will take us time to travel. I think they take them 72 days, if I'm not mistaken
1: it's 50 some odd um the the 70 some odd is how long they're adrift later on in the film
0: all oh, right and before um, that i uh, forgot to mention he plays him the audio before or after they go to the hibernation
1: it's after um yeah. because they when the they first bring him aboard they're like okay 10 minutes to the ion drive kicks in we got to go into the you know coolers here um and so they, they, they don't let them, they him talk at all.
0: Because I forgot about the beginning. He, t- he explains the whole thing. The warm thing thingy was before, after the uh, hibernation. Yeah, it's after they wake up. So my bad guy. So first they got the hibernation. Then he explains to them like the warmth thing. And and also, I mean, he was hibernation. He gets like dreams. Because we see like Sammy. He always gets the hallucination of his ex-wife. And then. Yeah, the this is the
1: first time that we see her without eyes.
0: Yeah. Which was we'll other foreshadowing later, and then of course there is where he tells them about the event horizon thing and about the what he's doing with the traveling, the one who dimension, and he even said that this is what we got the distress signal. Now, was it DJ or JD? I think it's DJ, right? It's Jason Isaacs' character. <laughs> he, he opened like you know the the audio device, which says a uh, liberate me. It was for, he said that say that's that's lesson for save me. So. This is what they hear and then they travel like and then they they reach the event horizon, but it gets a little bit shaky in the beginning because of the weather around Neptune. And the the ship design actually I would say it actually this looks very like aliens because I'm not surprised because Paul and, and this Paul Anderson is a big alien guy we will later go on to do alien versus Predator and he talked about if you remember hearing him always talk about how much he loves aliens. So I won't be surprised. Some of the alien is the reason why he designed the ship. And also you guys read yeah that? the
1: uh, the design of the event horizon is pretty damn cool
0: yeah.
1: um it, it's very good production design in this yeah. film. Uh, I feel like the the uh, Lewis and Clark is um, a, a little generic in comparison yeah. but uh, but yeah uh, the the main ship is yeah. a lot of fun yeah
0: and Miller's the floating piece?
1: captain chair is awesome though. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! I, I'm always a sucker for that type of
0: thing. We! I thought like he's having fun. He's like turning like wee <laughs> Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But but the one I feel like it was not safe because it was from a, a a handle from above instead of like below. Because I feel like imagine this one gets broken. At least if it's below, it might be way safer. <laughs> yeah. So they dug the ship and the and the inside the ship. Yeah returned. and.
1: Did you notice that the uh, the um, airlock is number thirteen
2: in Roman numerals? Yes,
1: yes.
0: thirteen. Because 13. of course it is. What's it? 13? Unlucky
2: thirteen.
0: Oh, that's why unlucky thirteen. Because I guess I don't have strong knowledge about this stuff. It's not nothing religious, or anything, right? Because I know there's a lot of uh, yeah. religious theme in this film, because of the hell, etc. Oh, there's
1: tons. There's crosses everywhere in this yeah. film. Um, yeah, I'm it, not sure,
2: but behind the superstition behind thirteen, it's just it's like why wow, they don't put a thirteenth floor in hotels and stuff. It's just considered an unlucky number.
0: Yeah, yeah I, and the black then I cat and the crack, it. you break your mother's back, and was it? Yes, and and also we this also we find out about like you know the ship. I, mean, I was reading about the sent after the Notre Dame, right? Hmm. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Um, anything you guys want to say about the, the ship again before we move on?
2: Uh, the one little trivia I thought was cool was that when they do that initial Pam <laughs> uh they do hide an X-Wing fighter from Star Wars in the construct of the underbelly of the ship. So if you're watching it, you can look out for that right before they get to that dock 13.
0: George Lucas was like, hey, if you he, did not notice that.
1: <laughs> Money. Yeah. But well, now it's Disney money.
0: Yeah, Disney. Uh, yeah, the Ford.
1: Millennium Falcons and Blade Runner. <laughs>
0: and the Harrison Ford. He gave them. I picture he was like, "I don't care, put it." <laughs> no idea. <yeah. laughs> like, yeah, what was that? Oh yes, um, because now if it's Mickey, they send a after them. Why did you put the sex ring in my room? <laughs> uh. Wouldn't it would be funny if Disney buys Panama just to, to remove the X-Wing from this film. <laughs> and imagine them owning Star Trek and Star Wars. Then we get the crossover that we were waiting.
1: The uh, guy don't think was like, no. needs that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Disney, if you're listening, do it just to piss off Guy. Hmm. <laughs> That'll be a good thing, uh, oh yes, um. Uh, so they they land actually, you know, inside the ship, and what happens is that Miller tells them like, hey, I'm taking Justin and uh, Pierce with me inside the ship. While the doc- the doctor went, so they started to come in, but he said no, until we make sure everything is safe and we can. And they also before that they also did the bioscan. scan. They didn't know any living, but they do know some his things, about no living humans. They go on in inside and they see like everything is very really floating around and. The doctor, I think, P. I mean, Pierce. Like she, she goes on to the bridge and she sees like a floating dead body that's been scarred. And then while Justin, he goes on to the, to the That's the engineering room where the black hole is. Is it.
1: Yeah. Um, after he has to pass through that hallway, that he makes reference to uh, looking like a meat grinder because it does um, <laughs> waste its a- opportunity of foreshadowing. I think. Yeah, I do love uh, Peter's on the bridge, though, where she notices the blood on the console, and she makes the comment, oh, there's blood here. And we get the shot of her walking past uh, a wall, and then there's a lightning flash from Neptune, and you see all this gore caked in all the different little crevices, uh, skulls, and everything else uh, from the previous crew. Yeah, Uh, That's a fun touch.
0: They never show you what happened to the bodies. This is supposed to be their bodies.
1: What's left of them? Yeah.
0: That's Some the question. Game. What happened to their bodies? The only explanation I can think of maybe the guy who you see him dying, maybe he he threw the balls into the portal and then maybe he might be subconscious. Maybe he killed himself. Of course now, Justin now he's in the engineering room. The portal gets activated by on its own and then. Did you really have to, you see something, you have to put your finger in it? I mean, hey, I would never put something in my finger in it. And I just noticed that when I, I said something sexual, but I'm not supposed to say apologies. Like, I mean, with the beginning, with, ah, screw it. Like, so,
3: I mean,
2: one hey. of the things I thought was super cool that I read was that the original design for the, um, the core in that engine room was supposed to actually be just kind of like a contained black hole that would be there continuously. Um, but Clive Baker was actually a consultant in pre-production and him and Anderson worked together to actually oh. turn it into more like a homage to the uh, Hellraiser puzzle box. And that's why it has I, the I three spinning Clive rings with the interlocking. I
0: worked on this film. Dex explains the design, all the Hill, Hill stuff.
2: And there's definitely heavy Hellraiser influences throughout much of this movie. God, yes.
0: I mean, uh, now you mentioned Clive, Clive Baker, that explains everything. And also, I think part of the reason it has to be most of budget stuff, because if you, if you guys don't know, this movie has lots of production problems. Like, they had to rush the film, because originally, did, I think it had to release it came, this movie came out, was it 1997, this movie that came out?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Summer and, of 97.
0: Yeah. It's originally did, it took over, because um, Titanic, James Cameron was getting delayed a lot with behind the scenes, but with Titanic, and he ended up pulling it from the 97 date. And Bamba wanted a movie, so they ended up rushing this film to production. I mean, if not mistaken, Paul didn't have time enough to prepare the film. He ended up shooting the film and then after shooting the film the film was a pain. It was very gory that the shocked like this screen and even the executives at Pamba they ended up like we have to rate the film. They ended up I think from hundred and thirty minutes to I think to ninety six minutes if not mistaken. the cut and then most of the cuts for that has been mostly gory. The gore stuff has been removed.
2: A portion of like the gore stuff from like the uh, the little shots and I think just like extended scenes here and there to cut it down to like a a shorter movie because I think the whole production they only gave him 10 months which supposedly is very short and then he ended up limiting himself by shooting extra scenes to squeeze in with a small cast towards the end of production
0: and apparently I think there's an audio company for about the movie just got to he's not a fan of the third act apparently because of the time restraint. So we'll talk about it later but I wanted to hear you guys thought on the third act also.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because uh so Justin sees like the one who open, he's he gets you know, he shoves his hands and then he gets pulled inside and then and then what happens the what's his name? Uh Listen Jones character. It's Cooper Hints up yeah, Cooper. He's, yeah, going there to save him. But he, but he gets pulled from the portal. But you see him, like, he's... Uh, what's it? cat What's his name? Uh, like he's catatonic? Static. Yes, Catatonic, yeah. Like, you do not know what's going on with him. And then he
1: yep and then there's that comment that he makes about you know the the chamber uh of the core all the different spikes and everything and how like freaking dangerous it is and uh it's it's a good bit of comic relief there um uh i i enjoyed that moment quite a bit
3: Uh,
1: yeah oh cooper
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and he even tells like you know tells him like hey I saw it was open, then Dr. Weir, he tells him, no, it can't be, the, the portal only activates unless, you know, the, the power generator was on, and it was turned off. It's like, then he's like, then Miller says, no, I trust Cooper, what he's saying. He t- sends Cooper and uh, Smith to go fix, like, the Lois and Clark, because part of, when the portal was open, it also damaged the Lewis and Clark, and they had to evacuate from the ship because of the, to, to come to the, you know, to vent Horizon to de- fix the, the Lewis and Clark.
1: Yeah, given the amount of sparks and uh, just explosions when all of this is happening, I'm really shocked that anything on either ship works at this point. Yeah. Um, because you have all the different consoles exploding on the bridge of the Lewis and Clark. You know, you've got uh, Smith doing his little tuck and roll. And he keeps his cigarette in his mouth the whole damn time. <laughs> it's...
0: He wants it to look cool.
1: But, uh, yeah, I guess. Um, but... Yeah, it just it's shocking that things are as functional as they are after all of this happens.
2: Yeah. We get there, I definitely have some uh, some comments on the way that they fix the Lewis and Clark with oh, yeah. what looks like space duct tape.
0: I mean duct tape, I mean did you see Sky
1: scraper? There's duct tape on uh, uh, uh Miller's chair, uh on the bridge oh, of the Lewis and Clark. Clark yeah
0: um so is that supposed to be maybe a joke like duct tape saves everything because i think it's this, this is a better use of duct tape than skyscraper we're done with the rock <laughs> he uses yeah, duct tape to a climb time. a building and <laughs> i remember alex the superman's like he's i think he works and constructed this actually he hated the movie because of this
3: <laughs> yeah
0: it's oh, so the, the rock movies yeah so where and Mel deciding i'm gonna go check like see what's going on he they op- the open like they go to genetic they, they pull the pen he goes inside and and before that we see like peter's like she's she's actually with justin and in the medical room and then she hears something she tells she things dJ but then she calls me it's like no i'm not in this room she goes on she's like what looks like a cover and this someone's like is scratching it she pulls and she sees her son with his leg uh, what looks like he's been uh, damaged. Then, then she found um, DJ comes in. She, she turns out she's just, like she's not there. Then that's when we we cut to the to Miller and where he goes inside the the ship to fix like the the, the motherboard, etc. That scene actually felt very remind me of what's what like I mentioned a cube, because did cube came mm-hmm. before or after this film?
1: Good question.
0: Let me check
1: i'm not a hundred percent it's around the same era oh, 97. Uh, for sure but
0: it came it mm. got, uh, september came out in ninety seven, so i think they came out the same year So i think maybe so it's coincidence coincidence uh because uh what's it oh yes because because i know the cube was made the same people who worked on an you know, orphan black and splice yeah what was I? oh yeah so he goes and he starts hearing the voice of his wife, and he's but then later miller starts screaming for a while then because of why because, you know he starts screaming like come help me he screams for miller but then miller starts turns out he sees fire coming from the water and he sees a dead body coming from the water and that's when after that they start talking with of they say that this can't be just a news because it looked very real and stuff people say yeah he a
1: makes st- a comment that he could feel the heat coming yeah. off of it it couldn't have been a vision and I find it interesting that even though
2: Weir is having visions as well, he never owns up to seeing anything throughout the most, like most of the course of the movie. He kind of just blames everybody else on having hallucinations and doesn't even share that he's seeing his ex wife.
0: The only theory I have maybe is because he knew maybe this portal will open to. Number no, one, but the movie doesn't make it. He doesn't know it goes to hell, right? He doesn't. When the plot of it is like. It just does match. But it's not to go to hell? The portal, unless maybe he knew and he was lying. Maybe he because you know do you know that like the Christian believes like. Do the Christian believe that if someone commits suicide, they go to hell?
2: Yeah, it's I mean, kind of old in the belief system. It's Christian kind of there. thinking. Yeah. Maybe that's. But I was maybe. curious if there was.
0: Maybe that's Please why. Ask. Because maybe that's why he wants to go to hell to to get his wife. Maybe that's why. It's supposed to be something like. And K-B. I was
2: curious if that was like a like a subplot that they maybe got extracted from the primary movie where he had some idea of like that might have been a long term there goal. There's some stuff
0: maybe there because I even noticed some of the editing because I, because I think that wife, she was naked because they had to edit out some of the nude scenes in the film. Because yeah, there, the there's a
1: lot in this film that feels like there's just stuff missing. Um, I'm you know, because through because the editing like process, to, find, to
0: be sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, uh, you know, he he he's obviously wrecked by guilt that she killed herself because he was never there because he was working on this ship, you know, uh, that this project consumed his life. He he specifically brings this up uh, later in the film. But
0: um, maybe it's something you know. he doesn't want to admit in real life. Maybe he's still holding on to his
1: yeah, because he only brings it up while he's having that vision later, too. Yeah, because, mm.
0: he, because we know Miller, we're going to talk about it later. He talks about his stuff. And, and Peter's the one that I'm kind of confused. Uh, is his is her son dead?
1: No, but uh, I think he is in a wheelchair. Yeah. So there was probably some a horrible accident or Maybe something. Maybe that's her fault. Maybe and again, it, it seems like there's something that was probably a flashback or an additional scene or something that helps to tie those things a little yeah, bit together. Because but we understand um,
0: from Miller, like he, he explains to him, like we find out that the Burning Man is actually uh, one of his colleagues who uh, he had to let go because they had to save the others. And he was calling for him to save him, but he said, I can't do I had to save my friend. And he even tells DJ, like I never told anyone else, inspect, inspect you right now. Cause
3: and they,
2: because they say the ship, it kind of manifests your biggest guilt and fears that's as like the weapon it uses against Stark
0: do. comes and she tells him this, and because wonder wonder did Stark also had a hallucination or something in it, because we know that what's it? he don't see any. Yeah, because, because he she spent, had because we spent a lot of time in the ship, and Cooper, he spent and spent he spent most of time fixing the Lewis and Clark. They're not mostly inside the ship. So we don't know yeah, if cooper and
2: smith a... don't really get a lot of on the vent horizon yeah. time so maybe that's what smith not wants perfected. no part of being on the ship. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah because that's why we but i think it's yeah uh, i it... i'm sorry go ahead let me see what there's to talk so they even said like they have i think about 20 hours because the because of course the carbon dioxide filter would in it or is everybody would end up mm-hmm. dying because that's why they're working very much on the hours to make sure everything's working uh, let's see what happens next here.
2: Was then it, I think it's I think Justin, here, right?
0: No, I think here, I think it's where, it's where I think the part where Melatus DJ, then after that is the Justin part. And then DJ tells him, I mistranslated. It says, it didn't, it didn't say. uh.
1: Yeah, it's not save yeah. us. It's uh, save
0: yourselves. Yeah, from hell. Liberate mm-hmm. totemate ex inferest. Something like this. Oh, wait. I, I, I was wrong. It was actually, what was it? It was Justin first. Yeah, this
2: because, scene it, messed me up it's when I was very scary.
0: <laughs> because she, she doesn't find him. It's and, terrifying. And then that's where... Um, what was yeah, because that's what because Justin he leaves because I apologize because I... because I I don't remember some part I don't remember exactly the in translation or when the, what scene happens the people are listening or watching because this is actually my first time watching the film so I try to keep this as much as fresh as I can. So what was yeah, so Justin goes in like he he goes up out to the what's it uh, what's the, place? the airlock? Did the, the airlock and. Did they because he's, he seemed like he's been like he's hypnotized he started talking very weirdly like i've seen like stuff like he he he, he it hints like he went yeah to it the talks about
1: the dark inside the of himself that uh going to the other place showed him okay. we don't um, know what he
0: did justin because that's what we've been about but it hinted like it was all the back maybe he, did, he saw something bad he said, because that's what the ship it shows like the darkest stuff happened like Miller with his, you know, with his crew member. Uh, Weir with his, you know, ex-wife. And, and Pierre was with her son. We really believe that she might have to do something with him being in a wheelchair. Um, it's actually, there's also that we mentioned her, like, of also for his at the end of the film, also. So, uh, we see, like, Justin, like... Do you think maybe his... Earlock was getting started, maybe it has something to do with his, maybe... Darkness and stuff, and with him. Maybe I mean, if he's he afraid
2: t- of space, that would definitely track well.
0: Maybe he, he yeah. killed someone, maybe in an airlock, something like this. So- yeah
1: I love all the little safety protocols and everything with the airlock system mm-hmm. how you know there's a countdown and everything and the fact that you can't open the inner door when the outer door is scheduled to open because of the possibility of venting the entire ship I also love that tiny little shot of his hand hovering over the uh, button to cancel the mm-hmm. countdown and immediately shifting over to the one to actually get it going yeah um, Oh, that's so fun. Um, And then the part where all of a sudden the slow opening of everything starts and the alarms start going off, and that's what snaps him out of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's just, where the hell am I? What is happening? And
0: And also remember before that, uh, Peter, she gets chased by an unseen force, and then... You know, when they, they get on the bridge, they lock the door. And then we Pe- 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 seem like he's trying to unleash them. Oh, because yeah. We don't know what else. What was that supposed to be? Is this supposed to be like a creature or something? That was something. Yeah, because Pe- Pe- they're Pe- all
1: on the bridge. And it's Justin going into the airlock that actually uh, gets them to leave the bridge because yeah. they weren't going to open the door because yeah. uh, of all this banging. Yeah, they're here, they're and like, like, weird gets up out of the... Yeah, he's like, no. We're let's, all here. We're all, I, all I, I don't the believe there's, there's something here. here. Let's open this door.
0: Yeah, yeah they, go, I, they go to Justin, and then we see Mel. It's like, I'll kind of come in from the other side to help you guys save Justin. But however, just like you mentioned, he's here, and then you see him getting to compromise, and he tells him, like, Look, crawl, crawl over, I'm going to jump and I'll catch you. Because they say that you can't open the door if it's decompressing because it'll destroy the ship. So he gets ejaculated and you see like his blood and his vein come out from his body. Miller saves him. What's his oh,
2: The bulging veins in the arm yeah. just to start showing like uh, that pressure. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Do you know what this scene reminded me, of, mm-hmm. Joe? Um, sunshine? No, Life Force. I love that it's movie. when the plane <laughs> helicopter scene remember when did she oh yeah 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 that was was a cool scene have you seen life force yeah
2: life force i have not sunshine i have
0: yeah you should see it's actually a good film joe and i actually liked it yeah it's a lot of fun yeah to be hoover he did it after i think what's it um uh what's it the movie both powder guys he did it for canon Okay, so, okay, so they take him I think in one of the status films did you see which status to, to keep to keep him on is it the event horizon set No, to keep him the event horizon yes yeah. because yes was, because uh, yeah, yeah. it blows up and the end of the film yeah, because that's one thing I did not confuse the ending they tell it then he was like, yeah because they
1: find him and he's in really rough shape and blah 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 yeah yeah yep.
0: um, it's actually there's what's his name um Smith and Cooper they could contact me and say hey we were able to fix the ship. And also this here also is where he Miller also gets the hallucination up about his crew and he tells like this here this I think is where after he ship, him what's his name, Justin. What's her, apologies guys, like I was getting a little bit confused about what story what happens next. Because that's one problem the pacing of this film is the they think, because when we heard about the, the behind the scenes story, you don't know exactly what happens next exactly. Stark tells you know Miller they save Justin Stark tells Miller that, that we, I believe maybe the ship is alive and this is making it a hallucination S- Stark he I mean Miller hears of his crew member who died and then he goes on he tells JD about his story about his friend here I think I mean DJ DJ I think tells him like I misunderstood it, it was actually save yourself from hell in, the, in Latin which is liberate totemet ex inferis oops yeah Yeah, I think
1: this is the part where um, Smith and Weir get into a fight. Yes, yes. And, yeah, yeah, you get, uh, for whatever reason, DJ coming up behind Smith and holding a scalpel to his neck and doesn't even realize he's doing it. Mm
0: -mm. Again, like I said, I feel like there's some stuff, the think they remove some stuff because sometimes maybe there's an explanation about his story, like...
1: Yeah, maybe we would have seen, like, his hallucination that he was having and or also, something like that. He also
0: has, I think, a transplant, if not mistaken, because later in the scene where we see him, like, it looks like he has a transplant there in his scar and his chest.
2: I was able to get the backstory on that and what it was going to be.
0: Okay, when we get to that part, ah. I can tell it. Okay, so that's where he's in. Miller sends Smith back to focus on fixing the ship with Cooper. And they live I mean, there, I think. Is, after that, is, I think it's where they get contacted by what's his name Cooper Miller and Smith they contact I mean Cooper and Smith they contact and they tell him like I think it's now it's getting fixed and we only need 20 minutes to fix some of the ceiling, etc and then we'll get everything ready and that's what he tells him like okay guys so we gotta move move out away from the event horizon we're gonna, I'm going to blow it up we're going to blow it up Dr. Wu says no we can't do this like no we have to do it I don't care what you're doing we're going to blow the ship I mean he tells them like, to start grab all the audio devices, everything so we can send it to, to Earth, and we tell them what happened because he said our mission was to find survivors and, and you know, strike the ship. But he said there's no survivors and the ship is beyond damage. We have to, we have to send them this audio device because that's a, there's also where they also come across the video, everything what happened. We see the torture of people getting mutilated and murdered, and and you see like the freeze. Which apparently, I don't know if these two that they said they had actual people who were mutilated for this scene.
2: Amputate, amputees. Ampute, amputees. Amputees and real porn stars were used to make it exceptionally graphic.
0: And that's just the edited version. Just imagine what the unedited version would have been.
2: Yeah, I don't. A lot of people, I was reading, you know, a lot of people say that they, they want to see this director's cut extended version. And then I kind of agree with the fact that. When you're dealing with something like the subject of what this ship is trying to say, what your mind can turn it into and expand upon it, is ten times worse than what you could actually probably see. And I kind of
1: like the H.P. Lovecraft in there. philosophy <laughs> of horror. Exactly. When
0: Spielberg did it with Jaws, and what was it also? I think Shawmackers did it with Lost Boys. You know, remember when in, we don't see that shark and yeah. Jaws and Lost Boys. We don't see them flying. He, he he did like an aerial shot. Like you seen people's reaction. What happened? Mm-hmm. Because most of the time, this thing yep. gets made because they don't they don't have the budget. It's like how can we save budget? This one, I think, it's because they had. Yeah, watch. and
1: if you want to see an orgy of death, just watch Society.
0: What he said, I don't know why this but I said, or if you want to see people having sex, go to go watch Pornhub. It's gross. It's gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go with European, oh, European films European films that do this kind of stuff yeah <laughs> what was it oh, I go just got life that minimum. marker No.
2: society in my brain thanks Joe
0: uh-huh
2: yeah you're welcome <laughs>
0: yeah thankfully I have not seen it while with my CLS I have this stuck in my image alright so said so though they escaped like the bridge and we see like Pierce and Smith they're removing the carbon you know filters and then she hears sound coming and she sees her son she starts chasing him and then she she sees her, she goes to him and she falls. And like I mentioned, for Sammy, her son's leg. You see, like, when she falls, her leg also gets broken, split all apart. And here is actually... Her whole damn body yeah. gets broken,
1: let's yeah, but, be fair. Yeah, it's
0: boring, but you do notice the... the do you guys notice the legs?
2: It looks like almost all four yeah. of her limbs just got destroyed. Yeah, but destroyed. I, noticed
0: yeah. The, I noticed the legs because I think they have to focus on the legs. They're trying to make this, like, for Now,
1: when... Again. So after she lands, uh, Weir comes running into this chamber and he shows like some genuine concern about what happened to her, which I found funny because, you know, shortly before this, when he's having his argument with Miller about, you know, whether they're going to leave, whether they're going to stay. And Miller's like, yeah, you better get on the ship or else you're going to find yourself floating home. Mm-hmm. And then he does that cool little step back into the shadows and says,
0: I am home.
1: Mm-hmm. Um because yeah the uh, i don't know but It's very back and forth
0: no because i think maybe the maybe the time of the editing the script maybe they had to change some stuff because melo later says that oh peter's dead i was like how did he know that she said he didn't saw her body he only saw another person's dead body because remember didn't did you never they yeah never i do maybe it's because something different. Be, maybe because I feel like maybe the pace, like I said, maybe because they had to, they, they re-edited some stuff. I don't think Paul Anderson was involved with the editing that we, we saw. It was mostly, I think, maybe the studio was.
2: Yeah. Um, I, nobody else does see her dead besides Weir, now that I recall.
3: Yeah.
2: So it is, although they're all in such a rush just to get off. Yeah. I always thought it was funny, and I kind of equate Weir's, like, change. It's like, he goes to bad quicker than Daenerys and Season the 8 of Game I of The only reason I can
0: think of, maybe he's fighting his concert. Because That's what makes me I think that's what, because, you know, like because the maybe I think they, they are they're trying to find their conscience, like the, they're forcing them to do stuff. But I think he later he he gives up because after he sees his wife and he see we see him like when she committed to find out that she actually didn't they're not divorced, she actually she killed herself. And then she tells him join me then the way she we see like she's like she's she's actually, she's poking his up, but we see he's actually scratching his eye. Yep. Yeah. We see yep, smith. that's pretty
1: gross
0: smith and cooper are preparing like you know the Lewis and craft for shipping and then smith notices like you know where was is leaving the ship and he tells him like he, he contacts us you know mill he tells him like we was for some reason left the ship and then when he looks actually at, he knows that the bombs because part of the thing is that the front of the ship i think is supposed to be like uh what was it the life what's it the life this life was they said in case we mentioned that it will split and then, and then with bombs will blow it up. So he knows like two bombs were, are missing. He tells Smith like leave there, Lewis and Clyde. There's a bomb. He planted a bomb. Luke Smith said, no. I have to find the bomb. He unfortunately he arrives too late. It blows up, kills Smith and then Cooper. From he gets drafted and real, of course they had to make him return back. He, he uses his air. His air. Was it his? He's uh, he uses oxygen air to to flow to use as a pressure to fall back and for some reason uh, the way it's changed, you don't see the the event horizon it's like is he flying to neptune he <laughs> looks like he's flying he's pretty far away <laughs> yeah.
1: when he was able but i i love how long the scene is of him being thrown out into space <laughs> and just his commentary about the shitty situation um yeah. it, it's it's entertaining to say the least yeah. And just the way that he blasts
2: off, like, Iron Man style, like, on his way back. like <laughs> mm-hmm. And, of course, you got to get the line in. <gasps> and
0: by mm-hmm. the way, I did not I, lo- sense... I love
2: the 90s so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Of course. Just imagine if this was Samuel Jackson. <laughs> he was salted more. So they Probably actually... Probably a little inspiration yeah. there. So Miller and Stark, and they, they end up they go inside to the bridge and I mean Miller goes in and he sees Stark on the ground because I think because they, they, I think they remove something we don't see like when we are like attacking her maybe they I don't because we, then we see he sees him like oh that's right I forgot he contacts his DJ and he tells him like if Miller blew up the Lower and clock you see we see him like kill him and he and he turns around but we comes in he kills him and then he, he dissects him Miller comes in front, of him, he arrives to, he sees him like he's been, like, what's it, dissected and stuff. God's been awful on the, on the ground and, and he's been hanged. This one, I think, was another yeah, imagery from- almost like a
1: reverse blood eagle. Yeah.
2: So they what they said was originally in the extended scene, the backstory would have been that the scar on his chest was from younger years when he had a surgery that went wrong. Yes. And he suffered severe internal infections. Yeah. And his fear was supposed to be of being dissected alive which is why he does in the original edit right before when uh, when miller finds him he was supposed to look up to insinuate that he's still alive and just completely dissected and looking at himself on the table below him mm-hmm. it's just like oof
0: that sounds like something would fit the, the tone of the film they kept it without interfering oh yeah yeah because, uh, I don't know, because I remember I was just mentioned the I remember the aliens I saw the 80's scene were Hudson. Because when a is replic- walking, on, she sees Hudson. He's being cocooned and he's, and he's about to blow. She hands him a grenade and then she leaves. Because then we, we don't see what happens to Hudson. He gets dragged down and aliens.
1: I seem to remember that was supposed to be Paul Reiser's character. Yeah, I think it's Paul Reiser. To,
0: no, because it makes sense. Uh, Maybe it was Kirk. Hudson. Because because she cared for him a lot. Nobody cared about Paul Ryder's character. Yeah. So he go, that's where he goes to the pit, He finds Stark and then he sees weird like with with his eyes being, you know, stitched. He even tells him the line, I think a lot of people talk about where we're going, you we don't need eyes to see things. That's where he activates the portal then he seems like, what's his name? Cooper? Coop, uh, is it Cooper? Just it D. Jones' character? Yeah, because... He comes into... He tells me, I'm alive Then. What's the name? Weird turns out he shoots Oh shit! The I can't door. stop!
3: <laughs> 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 That's oh, what I think Weird so is like He shoots it's the wind so then, then he
0: crows, blows the hole Then he gets thrown out From space But But you know Miller and, and Stark They were able to, to remove That's I think is This, this part where I think Paul Dancer said I think the outcome Is not a big fan of Because of the Restoration that they're Rushing of the film what, did agree I also with him? thought that
2: Stark was gonna get cut in half by that door oh. The way that yeah. it shot, I was just like, oh, this would be a great way to... And I was like, no, man, they keep subverting my expectations with cutting people up with meat grinders and doors
0: Maybe they, were, they had to, they ended up, like I mentioned, they ended up removing the scene because of the studio what was oh yes um, so daily yeah, p- this
1: p- is the part where that uh, tank gets jostled loose and you get the uh, you know uh, very Warner Brothers cartoon style sound effect oh, yes. um, it's just weird uh,
0: I thought it was going to hit you know, Sammy and he gets thrown out but no it didn't no yeah because yeah, so this I think is what Sammy he gets thrown out because of the pressure and then we see like Miller and What's her name? Stark. They, they, they're able to leave the room and they have the room sealed. Then they hear like their sounds, like they can't can't be where they say no. It's actually Cooper and he has uh, survived. He tells them, now what should we do now? Also,
1: how is there any air left on this ship?
0: That was what I was I to say. It's just like say. the
1: Sulaco I and mean, aliens.
0: <laughs> I even said, like, remember the big, when they heard, they even said, like, they didn't have money. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. It sounds like the last part, part of it might have been something might have been phoned in. It's like things were getting rushed. They didn't have time. It's like, just to finish everything quickly as we can. That's when he says, "That's when Miller tells him, 'Miller, we can to separate the ship with the life pods.' You go. I'm gonna set the timer. You guys go in there and set the life pod. They go on inside to Cooper and start to set the life pod while Miller goes in to set the time, the time bomb, the bomb. I mean, it's not time because he uses a detonator and a switch instead of a timer." You know, Stark, and you see Cooper, do you see that like, there's blood starts filling the room? This is supposed to be a hallucination, actual blood of the ship. Hmm. I think they I want know. to do um, a shining nod That's why they were trying to make a shining nod because with the blood of.
1: Well, that blood doesn't look half as good as the blood in the shining.
0: So. I mean, if you're <laughs> but Cooper, it's definitely you understand the question, I appreciate the nod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and after that, you know. You know, Miller. He sees like his partner is coming. In. It's like, What I do like, like He starts releasing fire on him. And he has to run. He goes back into the engineering room. Yeah, that means that he can't go back now to to the to the, the lifeboat. And then this, one, I think he I do like this part with the his his crew member comes in. He kicks him. It's kind of he's a dummy. It looks like stupid that scene. And then just like he tells him, it's like you're not, ma. You're you're an hallucination. And then you see it's actually you know. Dr. Wu is like I told you the ship would bring me back. We're we'll part to get together. And that's when he we see him show him the hallucination of his crew member getting tortured and disfigured. With a painting we, we, we there might have been a longer start of this is one of the least scene, where we've seen a more bigger graph, graphic version of this scene. But then, then you mention Clive Parker, then that makes it some of the images feels like something from Hellraiser. Definitely. Yeah. And of course, like, you know, Miller, he defe- he, he defeats him. And then he grabs the, uh, the detonator. He blows up the ship. to separate them. Because, uh, because it doesn't blow. Because it goes right into the, the black hole. While well, you see, like, Stark and Cooper are looking as the ship goes down. Then it cuts to, like, a is... um, like, few few days later. I think 72 days later something like this. Where you see it. Because, they, uh, because when they uh, released the life the, uh Cooper made sure that the beacon... Is transmitted to come and save them. You see, like, two like soldiers come in. And This, I think, we find out that Justin's also survived because you hear them mention the people's name. They wake up stark, and then you see, like, the guy lifts his helmet, and it's actually what Dr. Weir. And then she starts screaming, and then Cooper says, Hey, look, everything is fine. Except, then you see him with the other rescue team, they're talking to them, and then you see the clock, the door on its own closes by itself. And that's how the movie ends. So, I think what I think the ending for me, I read it, it sounds like the sh- you're the prodigy. Yeah, the the, the the band because do you guys think with the ship's still alive, it's not part of the like the life pod now.
2: Well, what I feel like for, unfortunately for Miller, it's not like he just gets to die, he does go to hell.
0: Oh yeah, with the you know yeah. It's weird. It's like I'm willing to take he even says like take me, leave my crew. It's like no everyone has to come. I think he was willing to sacrifice himself. And we do see That's like a hell of a sacrifice. Yeah. And I think my, my theory at the end is like it sounds like maybe the hell is the ship is still part of the small crew, like the the, the ship, the lifeboat, because because you know that's how also was the Doctor Will wakes up, because remember he wakes up also with a hallucination nightmare when he, after he wakes up from the chamber. I think maybe that's that's very similar, so we don't know if that was the you really got served or maybe the, the ship is still alive, like maybe he's torturing them again.
1: I, I think it's just more of a nightmare uh, given the trauma of the situation but uh, jump scare uh, yeah, they, yeah you know
0: sometimes I... do this like we the trying to create a jump scare and that <laughs> was I think what I'm seeing Event Horizon and yeah. to be fair I think it's actually an enjoyable film but I know I will admit it's just actually Paul Devin's best film scene but if I had to say favorite I think Mortal Kombat is still my favorite it's more entertaining than this film and this film feels like you know, I feel like it's, it, should, it should have never been a studio film because the way they, they were trying to go, it feels like they were trying to go something like you mentioned, like the Hellraisers. I think it should have been like a small studio, like indie film, like like Hellraisers doing it. Because
1: not- yeah, but you wouldn't have gotten the production value for the sets, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that's that's the one area where this being a studio film really shines. Uh, it's for the most part really gorgeous to look at. Um, it's, it's got some good gore and good scares for us horror fans, for sure. Um, yeah. It, yeah, there's clearly studio meddling yeah. and just missing stuff, um, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's being, still a It was actually
0: a very lower budget than what they gave. The studio would never would have interfered with it. because, yeah. because I think that's why it's because the major studio wanted a tentpole movie for the summer. Didn't want to something like with imagery stuff because I don't know how the end result would have been if they had kept it. Would have been made the film better or not? But I do hope because you know. Well, Paul I think it's
2: runtime is a strong point. Yeah. 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 Like so I love yeah, hour and a half time, movies. Sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Because I'm because I'm because I'm I, mean, I am curious to see it, like the directors cut because they, they say that this is not his cut because we saw Hellraiser too. I mean Highlander 2 uh, and Joe, I sure wish he was more drunk than he was in that episode.
1: <laughs> oh, I love Highlander. I was not drunk, but I was drinking for sure. Um, yeah, and it, that it version made. That we saw
0: was not the theatrical version. <laughs> we said it was actually the edited version, and, and it was better than the theatrical version. Yeah, yeah, so it not it a makes perfect.
1: it better for sure. I, I can't imagine what kind of a train wreck that original theatrical cut would have been. Um, I'm glad that I've not had to suffer through. Um, yeah. yeah,
0: because we don't know if the studio were willing to, to because they said you have to find a copy and stuff. I don't know if they still own on a copy of the because last I heard they said I think they found a VHS with the with, with the original cover. I don't know if it's still usable or not. That's one of the reasons why people think, and, and like I mentioned to you, like in 2019, there was an article apparently, Amazon's doing like a TV show adaptation. I don't know if it's actually a reboot or a sequel to Event Horizon. They're saying Adam Wingard might end up directing the show.
2: I'd be excited to see that. I'd like to see it in someone yeah. else's hands with like a little bit more fleshed out time to like yeah. develop the characters yeah. and establish what their, their fears are, their guilts. Because um, yeah. I feel like it's some of the characters. Like someone like cooper he's there for comedic relief but he doesn't get fleshed out or get his own scares in the ship and right. smith is just there to be the paranoia person
0: i feel like dj was trying to do and p they were trying to give him more stuff and and even start i was like okay why didn't the like they didn't use her a lot that's like hey we need we need a hot white woman the blonde woman i meant in the film because we do see her like in her undies and you know how people like yeah put some hot sexy woman in the film
2: I did read that that part was originally written as um, a male character, and then when they did the auditions, they did both male and female auditions for it. And when she auditioned, he decided to take her because he was just like, I think it'll be way more exciting if we can cover her in blood than someone else.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: Okay. However, you get to your conclusions. Yeah. So I agree. Yes.
0: So I think now (laughs) it's time we give our final thoughts and our review. So. Graham, do you know exactly what we do with our post and our scoring? I do not. Uh, we actually we have redeemable, unredeemable, and low redemption. You, low redemption is when you are in the middle of the don't know if, you, if you're actually in the middle of your mix-up. up. It's like is it good, is it bad? So you give low redemption. So I think again, since you're the, the new guest, I can have you start first, final thoughts and your score.
2: I think this is an exceptionally fun movie. I think it's it's dated yeah. um, because it's definitely a 90s movie, but I think the practicality of the set design, the ship design, uh, the excellent stacked cast, who all definitely take it seriously,
3: yeah.
2: uh, make it a very redeemed theme. And it wasn't great when it originally came out in theaters, but it's found a cult following. And I'd say it's a redeemed, solid 7.5. It's a yeah. good, fun movie. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: How about you, Joe?
1: Yeah, I I will echo. It is absolutely redeemable. Uh, certainly, one of those films that found a greater audience in uh, you know later years. Um, God, I probably would have seen this like right before I went to college. Um,
0: Thank God, Andy's in here to make it. The, day the day summer
1: day. of yeah, yeah, the summer <laughs> of my uh, senior year of high school. So you know, you had this, you had uh, the Lost World, Jurassic Park, you had Batman and Robin, yeah. uh, and then later on that year, you had Alien Resurrection and Titanic. It it, it was a year, all right, yeah. uh, for movies, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Again, the, the the practical sets. The uh, I, I would love to see a version of this movie where they said, "Yeah, to hell with CG. Let's just do this all practically uh, as much as we possibly can." And I think that would have been to its benefit. I mean, the CG is fun that is used, especially like the veins and the uh, you know the airlock scene and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the cast is phenomenal. You know, you got people that you know, like you said, Graham, that are on their way up, are in the middle of their careers, or sort of on their way out, and um, it—they do take it seriously, almost to a fault. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, you got some good scares. It's a fun story. The movie respects your time for sure. Yeah. You are in and out with this thing. The original cut um, so, yeah.
0: thirty minutes long. I, I'm what? curious.
1: It's getting if if it hasn't already been released, it's uh, supposed to happen very soon. It's getting a 4K Blu-ray release. Yeah, I think it just came um, out.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I'm curious what kinds of extras come along with that.
0: I think this, uh, I, I it, the... yeah,
1: so it's, it's pretty bare bones. But uh but yeah, yeah, and, and, and I'm just curious.
0: Yeah. And for me, actually, you know, I actually, oh, yeah, yes. so this is actually my first time watching. I heard a lot of people talk about it. And I can see, like, the inspiration from, you know, Dead Space. And and since Graham mentioned Clive Parker involved in, was involved in this film, I can see, like, the horizon involvement. And I actually did enjoy it. So I'm giving it a deep score because I also do want to see, like, I know he said if there's, like, a strong movement, like the Snyder Cup movement minus the bots, maybe they can, you know, cr- they have like you know the, the director uh, cut like the, the real cut of the film but i do hope like maybe but is that something i'm curious to see it's like like we've seen some of the director's cuts that are like better than the original cut because really Sky basically made a living making this stuff i mean was it blade <laughs> runner and was the kingdom of heaven did the director's cuts mm-hmm. are better than the original cut and it's
2: like uh aliens the, the director's cut of that is almost like what
1: 40 minutes longer yeah there's a lot of extra material in that yeah. film
0: yeah i don't know if i have it or not the director's cut i think i do have them. it look oh like it's it worth the watch
1: around. if you've never seen it yes yeah, i think i've definitely, seen definitely that worth version
0: the version i saw is the director's cut for alien aliens both of them uh, so yeah do you, i don't yeah. think
1: the director's cut of alien is an improvement in any way she
0: finds them in cocoon right Replete? yeah the uh, there's saw.
1: that there's uh another conversation between her and Lambert um because yeah there's I just a lot aliens, of little things
0: they they kept her daughter's she sees the photo of her daughter that's in the director's cut right that's yeah. yes that's. Mm-hmm. yeah because that's I know because they kept it, because they removed it japan neverva wasn't happy when they removed it from the theatrical cut she wanted it back. Was,
2: especially that was one of Cameron's whole like subplots of the movie was mother versus mother. Yeah. And they kind of robbed Sigourney Weaver of that in the theatrical cut. And they kind of redeemed hey, it a little she bit. She should with be new, but...
1: happy. She should be happy with that theatrical cut because she got an Oscar nom out of that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, I, I think both movies are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so and like the it's... 4K came out on August 9th.
0: Hmm. So, okay. So very recently. Yeah. Uh, so what was, okay, So this is actually a film I think you gotta recommend it If I had to score a uh, 1 out of 10 I would give it a 7 out of 10 it's, a, it's actually a redeemable film It's an okay film It is actually what these people say I think so far out of all the movies I've seen by Paul Tavitan This is actually his best film But if I had to say my favorite My favorite is still Mortal Kombat Okay So I think that's it now for, the, for this episode Like the episode wasn't that long because there was not a lot of stuff about it happening, like I mentioned, the movies long and we talked about mostly about the, the stuff that happened with the film. And it's good get, I was like doing now I did a shorter episode mostly because most of these things get out of the rail or if you've seen like this episode people were leaving and coming and then I had to do stuff, having internet problems. But so far I think it's been doing well. Um and before I think we end we end the show, um I want to, got to do some housekeeping, the most important one. But I know Joe actually loves to hear um, um my YouTube channel of one million subscribers. Uh, we I get to review Turkish fine cinema, The Adventures of Achela, which I know Joe is very really excited to be part of.
1: <laughs> so so excited to be a part of that. <laughs> so we don't Graham, have... if you've ever seen the trailer for this film, it is an absolute train wreck.
0: What is it? <laughs> yes, because when I told show Joe the trailer, I told him how many subscribers. He said one million subscribers. I'll do it. So, I got him and Andy now to, to be part of it. <laughs> he gave me a, a free pass for a movie. I decided to use it for this one. <laughs> so, I think one won't suffer around watching a film. <laughs> and don't worry, the film is free on Tubi in case you're interested.
1: <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do I get to see the film, I get to see it with
0: ads. <laughs> I think you can rent it, but I don't think you want free. <laughs>
2: I don't know yes. if you want that on your rental log? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's really funny when I show. I
1: don't it, want it influencing recommendations of anything for me on the internet.
0: Out of my algorithm,
2: <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Man, I have to find a way to get Mark to be part of it too. <laughs> when oh, <we> Jesus! <laughs> yeah, and I think this is it. no. I think we should do another plugging. out. Graham, where can people find you?
2: Uh, My name is Graham Brooker and you can find me as G underscore bomb 82 on Twitter. And I don't support cannibalism, but I do support eating ass.
0: Yeah, this would be like how we end the show. Uh, Joe, what about you? Where do people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jay Mertens. So you can also find uh, my show Murders with Mertens on YouTube. I uh, don't have that custom link yet, so you just got to search. Yeah. But I am now just barely over halfway there to the custom yeah. link. So working on it. Yeah, go working out, yes. on it. I think that's a pretty decent accomplishment yeah. in six months. So, And I, too, do not condone cannibalism, but I absolutely do condone eating oh, ass. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah so go and support John. Oh,
1: yes. What are we going to throw in the comments uh, to make sure that people made it this far?
0: Ah, uh, say, uh, I don't know, Booty Tooty, how about that?
1: Okay. Booty <laughs> <do it>?
0: Yes. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Something Booty, since we're talking about S, we'll so make it s related.
1: Why
2: not? <laughs> All it right. all comes full circle, gentlemen.
0: Yeah. So you can find me at yes. the Yasma three hundreds and Twitch. For some, I mean, Twitter for some reason the the suspend all that account. I'm using this uh, Yes 300 Pro on Twitter and Instagram for, for my podcast information. Link three, I think you can find this podcast. I mean, on YouTube and for the video version and for audio version, it's available on most podcasts. But most, most you can find the most main ones Spotify and Apple. Uh, thanks, guys, for, for watching and remember we can we can we we don't support now, but we do support eating ass so bye everyone